May I speak and may we hear the word of God. Amen. First, I say thank you to the Dean and Chapter for inviting me to preach today. It is a privilege, especially as I represent reader ministry in this diocese. Readers have been in this diocese for over a hundred years. I wasn't around at the time when they started it, I hasten to say. In a month when the Church of England has reflected on styles of preaching following the royal wedding, I hope that in this sermon, we hear God speaking to us. And in so doing, our expectations of a preacher are met and we are challenged by God's message. In a month when the state of the National Railway Service is much in the news, it has caused some of us to reflect on the good old days of steam trains. We recall they were always on time and rarely cancelled. I'm sure that wasn't the case, but when one looks back, it seems a little different. Misty-eyed, I recalled at the age of seven my parents taking me by steam train from Widnes to Liverpool. There I stood on the platform at Widnes, really excited and with great expectation of the arrival of the steam train. I asked my father, is it coming? Can you see it? We were prepared, tickets in hand, Dad had my pocket money in his pocket in case I lost it. That's what, at least what he told me. We had all we needed for the journey. We had faith in British Rail to come and collect us as promised. Is it here? Is it here yet? Is it coming? I'm sure we say similar phrases on days in our lives, waiting for a bus or a taxi. Is it coming? Is it here yet? Or waiting for someone to arrive and being asked, are they coming? How long are we prepared to wait? How long are we prepared to wait? In our first reading this evening, we heard from the prophet Malachi, which means my messenger. Malachi, the last of the Old Testament prophets. Many prophets over the centuries have spoken before him of the people's need to be renewed, to obey God and to remain faithful. Sadly, as many people are today in our society, Malachi was surrounded by disillusioned people. The promised prosperity had not materialized and God had received a bad press with prophets being accused of giving out fake news. The key messages from God to his people, which Malachi faithfully delivered, was the reminder not to forget what God had given them on Mount Sinai. But in addition to look forward to a new age, 
the sending of a prophet Elijah, the reconciling work of Christ, and the end of all things. How many asked Malachi the questions, some with excitement, some with expectation. Is he here yet? Is he coming? There was a need for an Elijah-like ministry to challenge religious compromise and complacency. We remember from the scriptures that Elijah stands alongside Moses as a representative of the entire line of Old Testament prophets, much as he functions at the Mount of Transfiguration. 400 years after Malachi prophesied the coming of a messenger from God, John the Baptist erupts on the scene. Today, we are remembering the birth of John, the person whom Malachi and the prophet Isaiah spoke of. Someone is shouting in the desert, prepare a road for the Lord. In today's Bible reading from Matthew, we are reminded of the personal cost to John of his ministry. He was meeting his friends, giving instructions to them from prison to go and find out all about this man Jesus that he had baptized and who was now undertaking a quiet ministry at that time. John was asking, has he come yet? Has he arrived? Is this the one? John's excitement and expectation, his hope was visible to people around him. John was in prison. John was in prison because his preaching had caused people to pay attention to himself. He was unorthodox in appearance and challenging in his preaching, even to a king and leaders in society. He preached a fierce judgment on those who would not repent. He wasn't, however, a curtain raiser for the coming of Jesus. John was already launching the mission on which Jesus would develop. What made John to be unsure of who this Jesus was? Was he the promised real deal? John's questions about Jesus were based on the fact that Jesus had not so far preached about judgment, which John thought would happen when the promised one came. Jesus' approach to his early ministry was less fanatical than John's. They were different, but both had the same message of repentance and forgiveness. Is there a message today for us in our congregations here about our expectations and comparisons of new and previous incumbents of our churches and perhaps here comparing and com expectations of Dean Sue with previous deans? There's a thought to consider. Jesus and John, differing styles of preaching and ministry yet both on message.
John received during this period of doubt and questioning the reaffirmation from Jesus to his ministry. Jesus said, I am sure that John the Baptist is greater than anyone who has ever lived, but the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. John is Elijah, whose coming was predicted. Listen then, if you have ears. Jesus was fulfilling what the prophets of old had told, and now what John the Baptist had spoken about, the fact that Jesus had arrived, the one was here, and Jesus wanted John to see this rather than what he thought would happen when Jesus arrived. Tom Wright in his commentary reflects that mercy was at the heart of Jesus' messianic mission, and it is at the heart of the church today. At this point in Jesus' ministry, it was not time for Jesus to reveal who he really was. In this passage, when Jesus speaks about John, he is hinting at who is, and it informs the reader of the scriptures, which means you and me, that he is the one who was planned to arrive at his mission destination and on time, just as God had planned it. So what does this mean for you and me gathered here today at Evensong? We should continue to thank God for the prophets, that what they prophesied was true, was not fake news, but God's eternal plan for his creation. We should thank God for John the Baptist, who proclaimed the messages that people didn't want to hear. And in fact, the John, that John came to realize the different ministries, different ways of proclaiming the gospel news and the message of hope. I stand here today with a great privilege of representing Reader Ministry. There are over 300 readers in this diocese. And Bishop Paul has said on a number of occasions, where would the Church of England, and especially this diocese, be without its readers, who do more than keep the show on the road? The readers themselves continue to follow in the steps of John and Jesus, proclaiming the good news message in a variety of ways to all who will listen. An army of messengers with differing gifts, a distinct lay ministry with message of hope and redemption that we have in Jesus returning to reclaim us for his own. To conclude, and go back to the beginning of this sermon and its introduction about my train journey with my dad. Is it here yet? Is it coming? I mention one hymn that resonates with Jesus' words of returning to this earth to complete God's plan for the world. In John's Gospel, chapter 14, Jesus said, I will come again and will take you to myself 
so that where I am, there you may be also. And the hymn, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, has these final words in its verse that completes God's message for us today. I have slightly amended it to make sure that all are included. And the verse goes, brothers and sisters, this Lord Jesus shall return again with his Father's glory, with his angel train, on time and the destination clear. For all wreaths of empire meet upon his brow and our hearts confess him, King of glory now. Is it coming? Yes, it is. Is it here yet? It will be. Keep watch. Keep the faith. Keep the hope. Our final destination is very clear. And it will be in God's time. Thanks be to the prophets, to John the Baptist, to God our Creator and Jesus our Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us as we journey on in faith today. Amen.